It's time for another episode of Rainmaker for Contractors. Interviews and success stories with million-dollar-plus basement waterproofing and foundation repair owners. Discover how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your industry. With your host and Rainmaker for Contractors owner, Bill Crawford. Hey, well, welcome to the Rainmaker for Contractors podcast so glad you joined us today. We have a, a super special guest. This guy has been in the basement waterproofing industry for, believe it or not, 33 years. Oh my goodness. Jeff Schleining is the owner of Everdry of Southeast Michigan. He has been on the board of directors for the Better Business Bureau for the Southeast Michigan and Upper Peninsula chapter. He's also been the former president, super involved in that. Jeff, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Uh, glad to be here, Bill. Always good to see you. Awesome. Hey, let's jump right into it. Let me start out with a question. When you're in a home, how do you position your how do you position yourself differently than all the other you know many basement waterproofing companies? That's a that's a, actually a really good question, Bill. Um, my belief is that you know we're there to help people. If your goal is to go into a home and sell somebody something. You, you know, you're in the wrong business. Uh, we're there to help. Um, so if you go in and you truly, and I'm not, that's not just a word for me. Um, that's not a, a, a selling style. That is my true mission is go in and help people, help them understand what their problem is, help them understand what the different solutions are to that problem. And, and if you, you know, really, really truly put the customer first and, and come from a position of wanting to help them, you know, that's, I think, what sets us apart from most, because I think everybody else is in there to, to sell a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. So I like that. I've heard sales is a transfer of feelings. People buy from people they like. So if a rep's got, what do we call it? Commission breath, you know, <laughs> homeowners are like dogs. They can smell that out a mile away. So yeah. that's got to be a great sales philosophy. That's awesome. Right. Hey, you know, you've been, uh, I know a little bit about you, known you for a long time. And I also am aware that you kind of worked your way up in the business. You've done many different positions. You've been successful for many, many years. What do you attribute some of your success to? Why do you keep being successful year after year? You know, I think it's just go to work and work hard, work your business. You know, I, I mean, you get out what you put in and um, you got to show up. You got to show up every day. You got to you got to be a leader. Um, and, uh, you know, I've uh, I, I have a just a huge desire to always want to improve. I want to every day I want to be a better a better father than I was yesterday, a better husband. And I also want to be a better leader and business person than I was yesterday. So um, that, you know, that helps. I always want to learn. I always want to get better. Uh, you know, I, I never want to stop growing. And I think, you know, that comes from me into my, into my team. And uh, that just allows us to continue to, um, to, to grow. I mean, they say nice. once you, once you're ripe, you start to rot. So don't get ripe. Nice. Hey, you know, I, if I could say, you know, one of the things I hear people say, oh, I really want to own my own business. I'd really love to like be my own boss. I don't want to have a boss. But what I'm hearing from you is 
you got to work your business and you obviously have the maturity and discipline to say like, Hey, this isn't a free gravy ride. You know, you, you got, you got to work it. You got to show up every day and, and work it. So, yeah, well, I, I will say this bill that, um, you know, people that say, I want to, I want to own a, a business and be my own boss. My real question would be why, because be careful what you wish for. Cause you just might. Get it, okay. <laughs> and, sure. uh, and, and, you know, I guess you could say, cause I own the place. I don't work for anybody, but I have about 65 people on the other side of that door that I believe I work for. And nice. I've never, ever in my life said, I'd like you to meet so-and-so they work for me. Yeah. Love they, that. They work with me. Yeah. You know? That's right. So, that's kind of, you know, my, my thing. So love that uh, language matters. It's good humility. Well, I mean, and if a person really wants to be their own boss, if their intentions are right on um, why they want to be their own boss, but if they want to be their own boss because they want to show up late and go home early and, you know, and, and think, think it's all just perfect and easy, you know, they probably shouldn't be their own boss. That's right. Love it. Hey, are you guys doing anything different in line of COVID-19? Like whatever up goes in the house or production or anything? Oh, absolutely. Um, first of all, we, we have to keep our, um, our, our people safe and we have to keep our customers safe. Um, knock on wood, uh, it's been a year now, we have not had one positive COVID case from any of our employees. Awesome. Um, yeah, wow. we, we screen our customers. We screen before every appointment that we run um, for an estimate. And we also screen before we go out and perform uh, warranty work or perform an installation. There's a screening process. Uh, you know, we fog out and disinfect our trucks and tools every day. I mean, I could go on and on. We're just, wow. you know, we're doing all the right things. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just sent an email out to my entire team yesterday going, hey, I, I'm kind of noticing you guys are getting a little, little loose around the edges here. Let's tighten it back up because, uh, you know, hopefully we're getting to the end of this thing or near the end. And I just don't want to kneel on the goal line. I mean, we've gone this far, no positive cases. And I want to be able to say that, that we came all the way through. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm doing the things that, that most people are probably doing, but, uh, but keeping my people safe is first and keeping my customers safe as well. Love it. That's good stuff, man. Thanks. Hey, any, uh, any favorite, business or any favorite like motivational sayings or lines that kind of keep you focused? Oh, sure. <laughs> Probably one or two. I would, you know, I shouldn't share here, but All right. appreciate my, that. My, what was that? I appreciate that. Okay. I, I don't want to have to do extra editing. No, my, my favorite, um, uh, a great, well, who I consider a great uh, leader and football coach, Bo Schembechler. He always said, you either get better or you get worse. You never stay the same. And, and keeping that in mind is, is important because it is so true. I mean, and that kind of, you know, helps me like determine, like, am I going to make a difference today? You know, cause if I just come in and roll through the motions, I probably got worse. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Sounds like you're committed to growing, learning. Hey, how about uh, customer reviews? It's a, you know it's a big hot topic in today's world. So a lot of contractors are like, oh, we ask, but we don't don't get them. You know, we send a we send an email, you know, a few weeks after we do the job. I always encourage contractors to kind of you know over deliver, under promise, um, try to just go above and beyond and set them up well. Like any just any general tips on customer reviews. 
Well, personally for myself, I mean, I'm an older guy, you know, so, you know, I come from a generation where I had to adapt to, um, you know, technology and, and the way the world is evolving. And I was a little slow to move. Um, but you know what got me is when I started using reviews. I started looking at reviews for restaurants, hotels, places, services, whatever. And I was like, holy cow, mm. this is important. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so we uh, made a concerted effort and, um, and we are very review driven. I, I mean, uh, over the last couple of years, um, you know, we've taken some great strides. I don't think we're there yet. Um, you know, uh, I'd like to do better. And I think we can. And I actually, you know, I'm, have a plan in place to do so. Um, so, awesome. yeah, I, 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 like I said, I was a little slow to come around. But now I realize that it's paramount. It's got to be, you know, it's for like, sure. It's the way of the future. It so is. I always teach like, man, it's, it's got to be a culture. You know, you can't ask one person to ask for a review. It's like you got to put a goal on your doors, you know, buy lunch, make it a group thing. That's yeah, cool. but I'll tell you, it's hard. This is hard, especially, you know, one of the things here that I'm, I'm proud of, but a lot of our employees are also long-term. They've been around a long time. I have a lot of longevity around here. So, you know, there's people like myself that, you know, came from a different time. So I'm, now I'm trying to encourage them and teach them on how, how to do this. And um, it's, been, it's been fun, I'll tell you. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Hey, let me go to a little bit of a deeper level. Has there been a time, I, I love these moments in my, in my business life and my personal life, when you're going through a tough time and you're like, man, like what is going on? Like, how am I gonna get through this? This is huge. This is such a major setback. But then as time moves forward, you look back and you say, dang, I'm so glad that happened because that was a turning point because I did get better. And now I'm so much better because I actually went through that. Any of those moments? Well, yeah, there, there's been a handful. Um, the one that stands out is 2000, basically 2009. I mean, as a result of what happened in October 2008. Uh, learned a lot, got better. Would I, am I glad it happened? No, I have to tell you, I can't answer that honestly, you know, I mean, or I have to answer that honestly. Uh, rather, I, no, I'm not glad it happened, but um, I'll tell you, it really woke me up because prior to that, even some of the rough times we had, we got through. They weren't that rough. That was the real deal. Um, you know, you can't see it, but in my office uh, on the other side of the room, I have a license plate from a car that was kind of my dream car. I worked really hard and I rewarded myself and bought this car and um, I had to sell it. I had to sell it to make payroll. Um, I was personally, obviously, I wasn't on the payroll at the time, but I had to sell that car. And I keep that license plate over there to look at every day is a reminder of what can happen and how to be and, and you better be prepared because you can't predict these kinds of things. And uh, so you should be conservative in the way you run your business and make sure you prepare yourself for those kinds of rough times. So, you know, 2009 was a just a real true wake up call. Um to how bad things can really get. I mean, if you think about it at the time, you know, not only did the stock market crash and everyone lose more than half of their wealth, but the housing market crashed. So now I'm in a home improvement business where I'm trying to talk to people about improving their home. That's now worth half of what it was. Oh, and then I on, top, 
And on top of that, the financing tightened up. They would only lend money to people who didn't need money to be lent to them. So, I mean, it was just, I was getting nailed at every, every level. And uh, I'll tell you, it was a character builder and then some. Those were tough times, man. Yeah. Made it through. I did. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I know that you are a guy with a big heart and you like to take care of people. Um, I've heard a story or two over the years and I'm going to ask you to not be shy here. Can you share an example of how maybe you've taken care of your employees? Um, well, maybe, you know, someone was in a situation and they, they needed kind of someone um, who could help them out and you kind of stepped into that space. Well, uh, you know, I'm not good at talking about stuff like this. I mean, um, you know, I, I live my life, you know, you got to help people. Like I said at the beginning, that's my sales philosophy as well. Um, and, uh, you know, when you've been blessed and had the opportunities that I've had and, and uh, you know, and I worked hard for it. Don't get me wrong. This, this, sir, I'm not here. It wasn't an easy thing. But when you have the ability to help somebody, I believe you have a responsibility to, to do that. Uh, we had uh, one example and probably the, the biggest one would, uh, we had a gentleman here. He was our service manager, did all our warranty work. Customers would ask for him by name. People love this guy. He was great. His name was Rudy. Um, we were his family. He, he was never married, no children. Um, and the man came to work every day and he was just uh, quiet, just a real great guy. So he gets diagnosed with cancer. And when he got diagnosed with it, uh, he was already in stage four. Oh. And then he started fading quickly. And when, he couldn't do his job anymore. Uh, you know, but what am I going to do? I'm, I, you're going to let a guy go because he can't do his job and in the middle of the fight of his life when he has insurance through the company? I mean, there was no. And by the way, that was also during the 09 thing when I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And there was no possible way that in my heart I could have let Rudy go and have him lose his insurance. And, you know, the, the, the long and short of it was he would come in, he would empty a trash can and then sit and rest for an hour, empty another trash can and sit and rest for an hour. But if it came down to paying myself or paying him, I was going to pay him. And uh, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, I've bought a car or two for people. I've leased an apartment or two. I've done, you know, I mean, when I wake up every day and I don't have to think about, is my car going to start today? Right. Or is my heat going to be shut off? You have a responsibility to help those people, not only help them, but maybe <laughs> help educate them too and how not to get into those kind of situations. Yes. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword there, but um you do the right thing, the right thing happens. Mm. And, um, you know, I just believe there's more to this business than installing basement waterproofing. Um, basement waterproofing is how we pay the bills. But in my mind, we're in the people business. That's right. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't I don't brag about it. I don't talk about it. But I, I appreciate you sharing that um, yeah. story. I, I want it. I mean, I know you have a hundred of those and I you're just an inspirational, motivational guy, you know? And sometimes you hear a story like that and you're like, you know what, I could help someone else. So um, it's, it's no different than you're, you know, at a restaurant and you see, you know, some elderly woman eating lunch alone, you know, she's alone and pick up the tab. You see a military guy, pick up the tab. I mean, it's, it's just love that. Just be a good person. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think you just set me up for the next question, but you don't have to answer this way. 
Is there anything you learned as a kid, either from your dad or from a mentor that, you know, how old are we now? You know, 40, 50 years later that you see expressed in your life or in your business in some way. Wow. That's interesting. Um, probably, you know, and it's something I say to my kids, uh, you know, the, the first thing you got to do is you got to show up. You know, I mean, you can't get good grades if you don't show up to school. You can't get a good business if you don't show up and work it. You get out what you put in. And, and showing up, in, in my mind, is half the battle. Um, you know, I mean, it's Friday morning. You know, I'm, I'm here in the office. And, and uh, I, you know, I didn't just go. It's Friday. I own the joint. I don't need to be here, you know. Sure. Um, so, you know, I've always been a hard worker. I'm ex-military, disciplined. That helps, except in my eating habits. I'm not in <laughs> there. Uh, if only I could extend those to to, to food exercise, it'd be the real deal. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really disciplined. You know, do you know, show up, get up, yeah. go to work. So nice. that would probably that's the easy answer, I guess. It's huge, it's huge. Hey, let's change the topic a little bit. It's sales. Let's talk about sales. So what what do you think the key is to uh, like a good sales rep? You know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I go back to that first question you asked. And it's, uh, you, you got to be there. You got to put the customer first. And I don't mean, and, and again, I don't know how to articulate this, Bill, but you truly got to want to help them. You truly got to care about them. Mm. Um, and again, they feel that. And that's not a selling style or philosophy. That's just who you got to be. So I'm real turned off by those guys that, you know, I can sell ice to an Eskimo and I could, you know, you know, I can close anybody anywhere. I could sell anything to anybody, you know, that, that person doesn't share my, my belief systems. And uh, th those kind of guys turn me off to be, to be honest with you. Um, Cause gen and, and generally the truth is they can't sell ice to an Eskimo and they can't close anybody, anything. They, you know, they're, they're all talk. So um, I, I really, truly look for that person that that um, that wants to help the customer and recognizes by doing so they help themselves. So maybe another motive going back to the other question, you know, the old uh, I think it was Zig Ziglar or somebody said, you help enough people get what they want. You'll get what you want. And I think um, that's that's real, you know, so yeah, um, sure. I look for people that, uh, you know, enjoy getting up, enjoy life. You know, I can't be around Debbie Downers all the time and people that can only tell you what's wrong and never can talk about what's right. And, you know, so th those are the kind of people I, I really try to attract. Love it. No, no used car salespeople. No. If, if, it's if it's you, common in the trades to find those people, you know, it's like, oh, this guy could sell for me. I got to make some money off of him. Right. I mean, if, if, if they make people miserable when they come in the office and you look out your window and here comes that sales rep and you're cringing and you want to close your door, it's time for them to go. Yeah. It, it just is. One of the things that sales rep, you know, I think all sales reps struggle with a little bit, and that is, uh, you know, prejudging leads. Like, how do you how do you stay focused? How do you teach reps to, you know, help people be consistent and stop prejudging leads? Probably if you and I had the answer to that question, we'd both, <laughs> we'd both be on an island somewhere sipping a drink with a little umbrella in it, Bill. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Um, always the biggest challenge. Um, you know, I did the job. Now, keep in mind, I mean, this isn't my dad's business. I started at the bottom as a telemarketer and boom, 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 boom. And uh, so I did the job. 
And I can't sit here and look at you and tell you I never prejudged a lead or prejudged sure. a person. Or I mean, it's it's a real thing, mm-hmm. and it takes real discipline. And um, there was a day uh, in my career; it's kind of a defining moment when people are selling around me and I'm not doing so well. And and um, I, I had to ask myself, you know, I mean, you know, you got to get in or get out. And uh, and it was a defining moment when the day came where all of a sudden I, I just didn't, I recognized I have no control over the lead. Zero. The lead is generated in the office. The lead is assigned to me. This is where you're going today. And when I finally realized I have, I can't do anything about it. I can only do, I can only handle what I, I can touch. And uh, when I quit caring about a lead, that's when the game changed for me. Mm. I didn't care because I knew what I was going to do when I got there. So who was on the other side, the people, where it was, the type of lead it was, I have zero control over that. And uh, that was a changing moment. So I try to teach, um, uh, preach, inspire people not to care about the lead. Um, But, you know, again, if we could fix that one thing boy oh boy Hmm. Uh, so true it'd be a game changer i don't know um i do i do think it's reps can get into a place and if they're in a good place they're in a good place but you know then they quit selling you you know how it goes bill if if they're if they're selling it's all it's because of me and if they're not selling that's right because of you you know so that's right it reminds me of uh it reminds me of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits, and I, I love his thing where he says, you know, you, the successful people take responsibility for what they can control, and mm-hmm. they don't put a bunch of time and energy into blaming, and no, I didn't sell because it was a bad lead, or the husband was a jerk, and all the other excuses, you know, they just go A to Z, and they empower the things that they can control, so. Well, I, I've always trained, and I, and I used to do this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a odd duck um, in many ways, but when I would leave a lead, after, after the defining moment when I realized it was up to me, I'd pull around the corner. I Seriously, I wouldn't just throw the radio on and drive home. And I would ask myself one question. Knowing what I know now, what would I do differently? Nice. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, knowing what I know now, what would I do differently? And it, and it kind of made me just always focus on what I can control. And that's myself. And, you know. Love it. But, you know, that that whole prejudge thing, I mean, and, and even though it drives me crazy, every rep has had that uh, that thing that happened to them that told them not to prejudge. You know, that lead in an area that sure. typically can't afford anything or or my product is worth more than the house. And they just, yeah. you know, went through the motions, asked for the order and the people bought and then paid cash. Yeah. It should only take one of those to tell you. Don't ever prejudge, but they're human. Um, and I think, you know, when you go out and you do this every single day, uh, it's hard and it takes discipline and it takes people like you and me to help them recognize when they're, you know, off their, yes. their mental. They work in a culture that supports all those values. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just don't think there is a, 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 a full-time resolution to that. That's something we will always, yes, always be be about, ba- uh, you know, battling. That's right. That's right. Part of our evolutionary nature that we want to save energy, right? So we take the path of least resistance and yeah, we do. It. So, Hey, um, 
it's super enlightening to talk to you, Jeff. Um, I have one last question. Do you have any words of wisdom for either, you know, either the sales rep or the basement waterproofing owner or foundation repair guy that's just kind of stuck or just trying to move his company forward and any enlightening thoughts for them? Well, you know, again, I, I keep feeling like I a broken record here, but I operate on a very, you know, less is best, keep it short and sweet. I operate on a very, you know, few principles. And again, uh, you know, if, if there's that, that, you know, that new owner or that guy that's stuck, you know, you, it starts with you. You got to make sure you're getting up, you're hitting the, the ground running, you have energy, you're transferring that energy into your team. You got to go to work. You know, this isn't a subway where you're going to hire a couple of people to build sandwiches for you. Okay. And again, if you recognize that this is a people business and you're just paying your bills by waterproofing basements and you invest into your people, but it starts with you, you got to get up, you got to go to work, you got to be a leader. Um, you know, I could easily sit at home and zoom my office every day, but you know, how can I motivate them to want to come in when I don't come in? You know, it's uh, so get up, go, yeah. get Love up, it, go to work and, uh, and recognize that, uh, you know, you'll get out what you put in. And if you don't put in much, you're not going to get out very much. For sure. Hey, awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your words. Love it. Keep being you, man. I appreciate it, Bill. Good to talk to you again. Likewise. Keep up the good work. You've been listening to the Rainmaker for Contractors podcast, where basement waterproofing and foundation repair business owners and industry experts share marketing and sales information that helps you reach more customers. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and get all of our show notes at rainmakerforcontractors.com slash podcast.